Welcome to Backlog Dialogues, the podcast that digs you out of your backlog before it buries you. I'm John, and joining me as always are the Devix and the Enzo to my Antioquia. I'm sure we've used some of these before. We haven't. I, we, I looked. We haven't. I mean, Demix and Ienzo are kind of infamously not particularly important characters. Like the only time Demix did it. OK, the two times Demix did anything in Kingdom Hearts 2 was in uh, Olympus and in uh, the Battle of a Thousand Heartless. I'm pretty sure we had better names we could use then. Mm. <laughs> so and yes, he's is, trying to do something here. How strange. I know, right? <laughs> Anyway, who the hell are you people? <laughs> I'm Jared. And I'm Matt. <laughs> it's Wednesday night. You know what that means. <laughs> That's right. We're on the road to Keyblade Mania. That's, that <laughs> fantastic mixing of companies, by the way. I took the AEW open line and you you jumped in us uh, WWE for us. <laughs> I have no idea. I have well, no idea. Well, the wrestler Brody Lee, who died suddenly, like his lungs shut down, he would always literally just... Do every treat like it's Tuesday. No, that means Wednesday every day. And they've kind of adopted that as their intro line now ever since he passed. That's funny. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. <laughs> it's backlog dialogues. <laughs> <laughs> Audience cheers. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> A single person claps. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I, I mean, so like I hear I got good old anti-aqua and the... And the Legend Excalibur, also known as Demix. Like, oh, I do not. I'm not good enough at remembering how they announce themselves, but whatever. <laughs> well, I, I think I think Demix would be uh, would probably be uh, described as something like the flowing sitar master or something like that. What was it? What was it? What was it? I know we wrote it down. Let's OK, I'm going to dig this up right now. <laughs> the org, the org 13 titles. Yeah, we got them in the. Days viewing notes, as I recall. Well, we also saw in other places, but he's the Melodious Nocturne. Melodious Nocturne, Demix! And we got a hell of a show for you tonight. Oh, boy, I don't know if we can maintain this whole energy as we do this episode, but we will try. I have plans. Tonight. We are setting up the plot of Kingdom Hearts 3 because we spent too much time just level grinding for Keyblade Mania. Yeah. I don't say I hate the worlds, but did Sora actually get anything done other than raising his level at any of them? Probably not. Not really. I mean, like every time you get to a plot point, uh, Yen Sid or somebody else is just like, hey, do you have the power of waking yet, kid? Don't talk to me. Hell, like is every single bit of Sora just going back to Yen Sid's tower, talking to everyone just sort of like a running segments of the backstage. <laughs> just like is OK, is Jensen the general manager of whatever the hell kind of wrestling event we're on right now? Yeah, well, general manager is something that just kind of made up randomly what they do if there is one. So I guess yes. Jared, Jared, we are trying to enforce kayfabe here. <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely know that Xemnas and Ansem Seeker of Darkness are very much they they care very much about maintaining kayfabe. Yeah. I mean, we got the Org 13 stable here, and since then, sure. we've kind of been working towards our Survivor Series. It's kind of ironic that Survivor Series is a better name for what they're trying to put together. The okay. two teams go in, and they go to the last man standing. Okay, but Keyblade Mania is a more evocative name in terms of what we're trying to go for here. So that's what we went with. <laughs> yeah. So, let's get started. This episode will be in three parts. Part one, The Realm of Darkness. <laughs> 
Lots of scenes, lots of talking, lots to learn what happened here. Let's get into it right now. Yeah. We start with a call from Dale. And they've Woo. Ha- what? Woo. Woo. Are there are there kind Woo. of, uh, I guess, uh, in in wrestling? I, I'm not too up on wrestling. Is there like a, a role for like support characters who don't enter the ring? Managers. Managers. Gotcha. Yes. People like, come uh, out as managers. They're ringside managers all the time. You get it like all the time. <laughs> Yen Sid is definitely one of those. Okay. Sora's ringside manager. Honestly, Yens is closer to the to the face announcer. Okay. He's sitting on the side commenting on everything. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't really do anything but yell at the ones he's not happy with. (laughs) What happens when the side commentator does do something? Because we will see that next time. (laughs) Then you then you get Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole in one of the worst angles that people could remember in the last couple of decades. Oh, God. (laughs) So, yeah, we get a call from Dale. They have let us know some bad news. They have lost contact with Mickey and Riku in the realm of darkness. I just like to imagine Riku's been calling every five minutes. Yeah, we're fighting more demon towers. Yeah. <laughs> well, and eventually yes, the calls sl- slowed up. <laughs> yes, you are in the d- realm of darkness. That is all there fucking is in the realm of darkness is demon towers. And occasionally <laughs> dark sides. Yes, and occasionally dark sides. <laughs> It's like, okay, fine, I'll stop calling. And then they get worried and like you can't win. (laughs) So, okay, yeah, now that we haven't heard from them in a while about their latest Demon Tower check in, uh, Sora decides, okay, I need to know how to get there. But only he, Mickey, can do it because of his crimes against humanity. All it took was about a half hour, no contact for Sora to get worried about his buddies. (laughs) Technically, he did just see a another version of Riku in San Francisco. He has reason to be worried. Riku, can I talk to you? I need to be comforted by your true face. (laughs) Seems finally Sora has the excuse to override their complaints about the power of waking. Yes. (laughs) Look, we tried it your ways. It's not working. I'm going to stick to my strength and smashing is my strength. Well, I miss his real his real strength is his heart. And he realizes, oh, wait, there's that old saying, let my heart be my guiding key. And he uses it to open a random portal with a keyblade. (laughs) Literally, just like he's done before. It's really indicated his journey's been on shuffle. Well, we kind of have this happen like, what, three different times? Oh, we're stuck. We don't know how to get to this one place. Sora's just like, oh, yeah, I have the Keyblade, points it out. Well, the theme of this season, all the way back to 2.9, is that they don't really have any set paths. So he's been kind of just letting his heart guide his Keyblade to shoot random portals. Yep. Mm -hmm. And this time, the portal takes him to Destiny Islands. Oh, it's nice to be home, but is that really what you needed? I don't know, but on the beach we find the Master's Defender Keyblade, which, if you recall, was the Keyblade of Ericus. That Aqua carried after she used her Keyblade and Keyblade armor to save uh, Terra Nort. Good plan there. And then we saw her lose it back in point two, Aqua's worst day ever. I think Goofy's, Goofy's getting really literal, so he's the one who was obsessed with the saying, maybe it's a guiding key. Yep. <laughs> And so Sora immediately uses it and reveals a door in the secret place. Yeah, literally just like it superposes a, a door op- over where that cave is. In some truly tortured logic, Sora tells yeah. Don Goofy not to come. It's pretty funny. Well, we do kind of find out that behind that door is, in fact, the world of darkness. So I guess well, it makes sense. Well, before that was the door to the heart of the world, like the keyhole that was locked. 
yeah. just assume because the master's defender spent so much time in the dark world that it absorbed the energy or can go back to the one who holds it or something like that. So it seems I'd to me it. like like the remember that in Kingdom Hearts one, we had uh, Ansem insisting that the that the heart of all worlds exists in pure darkness. So sure. a door to the heart of a world must go to the dark world. Well, I mean, he was wrong about a lot of things. Yeah, we. <laughs> You can't trust the handsome seeker of darkness. The guy was he's, dumb. Yeah, he's kind of a himbo. <laughs> Zemnis thinks he has the brain cell, but it's not really going that well either. Yeah, unfortunate for him. Uh, so Sora goes through the door, refusing to let Donald and Goofy join him. And on the it's other like, side, even, it's like even the key and Riku struggled in there. So you need to stay out here and I'll be fine. Yep. Hmm. I, I, I do think it's pretty funny that in most other in most other JRPGs, all the other party members would just be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course, we're fucking going with you right now. Yep. But Donald's sort of except. Yeah. It. Well, no, Donald's pretty upset and doesn't and feels like Sora's going himself. Goofy's like, we don't want you going somewhere dangerous. And he, but he just is a little more accepting in, in yeah. another Kingdom Hearts situation. They would have just followed him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. I'm a bit surprised that they didn't, to be honest. Yep. <laughs> So, yeah, so as so after as he enters, we go back to Mickey and Riku and unsurprisingly, they're still fighting demon towers. So Mickey, Mickey gets swarmed like they grab him and drag him away. And then he's like, then like it's once it's cleared, he's locked inside a orb of darkness, kind of like a demon tide's heart. But more. Yeah, like- he's he seems to be stuck in that orb and compressed into it, which is kind of funny. But we I can't remember if it's out of the water, out of a dark portal comes a figure. Yep. Let's go ringside. This keyblade. Is it her? Mickey. Dark Spiel's way shows a woman with blue hair, darkened clothes, and bright yellow eyes. You're too late. Aqua? What happened? You abandoned me, that's what. Left me in this shadow prison for more than a decade, knowing what it would do to me. I'm sorry. It's all my fault. I reached the shore after endless wandering, waited forever for help to arrive, but no one ever came. She walks out standing on the water. I lost my keyblade, had no means of fighting my way back through the Heartless. You should have known I was stranded. Do you have any idea how lonely it is here? How frightening it is to have no one? All that's left in my heart is misery and despair. And now you can share it. There's no need. Got my own. <laughs> I, by the wow. way, I do love the calling of the many sins of Mickey Mouse. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to pin down. He has to like just confess to it at this point. He's just like, fuck, you got me. <laughs> I, I'm just amused that that only Dark Aqua is truly mad about it, though, because basically when she recovers, she just forgives him immediately. Oh, sure. <laughs> How can you not forgive that face? That evil, evil face that controls an evil corporation. That, that carefully, that carefully designed marketable hand. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That line of reviews at the end. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How is funny thing is he has a vision of like the dark versions of holding the holding his dark, like the um the edge blade coming up beside him and just like, mm. yep, I'm here, too. It's yep. such a great edgelord line, too. I know, right? It. It, it, it is so perfectly cringe fail. I love it. It's funny because it really is just Riku saying, I honestly, I've had plenty. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> I think need I any of that. 
And you can argue it's not like he's dismissing her. He's just being very direct and just expressing his confidence. And Aqua then drags the Mickey ball over the water and covers it in a demon tower. (laughs) Yep. So for our first match of this night, we have Riku versus the demon tower and Anti-Aqua. So I guess demon tower is the jobber who comes in to get beaten up first. Already in the ring. I don't even know if Demon Tower would count as a character in wrestling. <laughs> Demon Tower is kind of like when the security guys come out because those are all amateur wrestlers actually just getting theirs. Oh, really? I I didn't know that. <laughs> almost always when security comes out to separate them, it's it's almost always local boys and, and newbies just getting exposure in, in like a moment. Interesting. Funny. It'd be strange to bring out actual security for something. So right. Hey. Now that I think about it, you're right. That makes a lot more sense. I like it. Yeah. Wrestling is so interesting. <laughs> it's it's messed up too. like the industry I, and the culture is kind of oh yeah. toxic, but it's definitely fascinating. I have no interest in actually watching it. I just think it's fascinating. <laughs> Listen, I watch AEW casually because my family enjoys it. But honestly, and it's honestly probably the least toxic of the mainstays out there. But even then, there's always something to be a little uneasy about. But yeah, mm-hmm. sure. so anyway. this fight's the same as ever. I think Anteaqua and I have to love that literally is apparently now just becoming more dark just really just gives you the Zay eyes. Yep. Yep. Apparently so. <laughs> yeah, it does. Not to quote other people's stuff. I remember there was a lot of confidence that she got norded in the uh, trailers and such. Yeah. <laughs> and she did not, in fact, get norded. She just got really, really dark. I guess it's just darkness eyes. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, I guess, cat eyes. <laughs> not really cat eyes, just kind of. Well, the yellow yellowish. shade is kind of catty. True. I guess you're right about that. Yeah. Anyway, when you get it to its last HP, you get a very interesting situation command. Just like pop, just pops up in green with the uh, triangle mark. It says Sora. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Riku's like, I'm always thinking that, but usually doesn't come up as an option. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love that the reaction command is just named Sora. Yep. And Hidia immediately goes to a full motion cutscene. Oh, yeah. Sora just like appears in the nick of time. Like a door appears in the air. A shooting star comes out, turns the sword midway in the air and just lands in the water with this with a hero landing. And Riku's just kind of like, gosh, I often wish Sora was here to help me, but I didn't expect it to happen this time. <laughs> he, the the, I, the uh, expression on his face is just great. I, I, I always want to call it on the horn fused. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's just it's just this kind of funny. I do slightly blame the engine for only having so much flexibility in the face. But he's got this kind of subtly dumbfounded stare. Yeah, he's I just mean, completely like, what the fuck just happened? I bet they just that the two Keyblade boyfriends summon their du- twin Keyblade dual tech from Dream Drop Distance. Yeah. There is no heterosexual explanation for this. <laughs> and yep. we just cut through a demon tower like like butter. I could literally just see a split through the top of it. Yep, it doesn't it, it doesn't completely destroy, but then Mickey gets whipped out the top once it's weakened. Mm-hmm. That's it for the demon tower, thankfully. Fuck that yeah, guy. Like, I mean, Riku runs towards Mickey and Antioquia dashes him, but Sora gets in the way. Sora summons the master's defender to show how he got here. And it's time mm-hmm. for round two. I like throughout Aqua has taken Mickey's newer keyblade. I have no idea what it's called, but it's got the Sorcerer's Apprentice uh, design to it. So. It is pretty yeah, she amazing. Kind of picks it up after after she disables Mickey. We can probably look up what Mickey's new keyblade is called. I guess it's called the Star Cluster. Okay, hmm. Star Cluster. Mm-hmm. So Mickey's got the Star Cluster. Yes. Well, now and, but Aqua, now has, Aqua has a Star Cluster. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Round two: Sora versus Anti Aqua. 
Do we have Mickey and Rika with us in this t- uh, matches or is it just a one on one? Riku seems to be guarding Mickey. Gotcha. Mickey's yeah, still, Mickey's like out, out like semi conscious. Riku is having a lot of trouble with anti Aqua because at this point in our journey, he's not as strong as Sora is. Well, I well, mean, okay, canonically, Riku should be stronger than Sora, but Sora always ends up being the strongest person anyway due to level grinding. <laughs> yes. We got anti Aqua for Sora. Riku's at ringside, and this match is it's just for pride, you know? It's- yeah. It's a lot like the Phantom Aqua fights in 0.2. I found that the magic combo style I'd been building was really effective and yeah. just kind of uh, steamrolled it. I kind of remember bashing into it. Like she does a lot of her clone tricks and her skating with like her. Uh, um, it's very similar to Spellweaver, but she mm-hmm. really is just very out of it. Like she spends a lot of the fight. If her AI is not attacking you, she kind of just ports from place to place and slowly walks across the water. Yeah, she basically she has an attack mode and she has some modes where she just kind of uh, uh, sands back and sizes you up for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, just like in 0.2, you kind of got to like wait for the right opportunity in that moment to fight strike back. Because like if you attack her too early, she'll just counter and do some crazy stuff to you. And like I said, and she's very much just talking in, in sad lines there. Mm hmm. Uh, also, it's notable that the song for this fight theme is one heck of a remix of Aqua's theme and Fate of the Unknown. I think they literally call it like a dark Aqua theme or something of the sort. Mm. Aqua uh, Dark Dive, I, I think is the official title, right? Uh, yes, Aqua Dark Dive. Yes. So, And it's just like I said, it's a very dark, very sad theme as like this woman who's been through everything is just lashing out. Yep. Mm. You win, you get Blizzard upgraded to Blizzaga. I was just checking some visuals on it. It's incredibly inappropriate feeling for this for the person in this video to use the, the pirate ship against her. <laughs> wow. Smack. Smack. Wow. That's just rude. Turn off attractions. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like just using them in messed up fights like this is really warped. Yes. Turn off attractions. They are not fun. <laughs> yeah. One attraction is fun. We'll talk about it later. Like, I guess the attractions are good if you're not very good at the game because they're a crutch because you're invincible throughout the whole damn thing. Except you're not. Several of them you can take damage. Oh, gotcha. I didn't realize that. Especially in the rougher fights. I tried using to help me at, at times in a remine. I still actually start getting hit out of it. Hmm. I didn't know that. I thought you were you were completely invincible for them. Well, unfortunately, no. So Aqua gets knocked down, her darkness fades, but she also falls back into the dark ocean. Yep. Mickey's keyblade vanishes. Does it like get completely destroyed or is it just like return to Mickey? Probably just, return it, to it Mickey, just right? kind of returns to, mal- to mallet space and Mickey yeah. can get it. <laughs> it it drops and it kind of does a, a more slow, like disappearing away. Like you actually see the model fade out, but it just kind of pops in the light as she lets go of it. Yep. As Aqua sinks deep into the water. Light so this is the end. Yep. And then the light turns out to be Sora. <laughs> <laughs> Sora would be like a nightlight for people. I mean, <laughs> he's a very good boy. He probably radiates light all the time. Yes. He's very unpopular sleepovers. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So we fade back to Dusty Islands and Aqua wakes up on the beach. Yep. <laughs> She sees a vision of Ventus and Terra that gives way to Sora and Riku. And I have in my notes, Mickey, the Karma Houdini, cheerfully welcomes her back. <laughs> <laughs> she still recognizes instinctively that Riku is just so much more like Terra and Sora is just too pure a boy to be anything but connected <laughs> to the boy with no darkness in his heart. 
Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. She's still not quite like fully recovered yet because she's like, she's like, wait, when did this fall to darkness? <laughs> Good things don't happen to me. So bad things must have happened to everyone else. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I say that as a joke, but that's basically Mood. what she's thinking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like she she had completely resigned to be in the world of darkness forever. Yep. Unfortunately, Riku is just like, no, you're back in the realm of light. We're all good. Like she's stunned. We hear her eyes open. She's kind of sits there slightly limp and like tear falling down. Mm hmm. And so I was like, no, you can't just cry. I need to hug you. <laughs> Goofy and Donald also run in for a group hug. Yeah, they, they get there. They do, Donald and Mickey get there first, to be honest. Group. So like, let's say, let me go over this real quick here. What did Sora need learned in the entire course of his journey to get here? Oh, he gained a bunch of levels. Yeah. 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 yeah it's full of shit. It, like all we really needed to save Aqua was the presence of a very good boy. <laughs> all he did was sandbag the Org 13 members by making them follow him around. <laughs> uh, do I want to do this? What now? I kind of want to twist a very infamous promo to Vexen ranting. Do it. Well, you know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at Zemnis, you see that statement's not true. See, normally going one-on-one with another nobody, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak genius and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% chance at best to beat me. Then you add Demix to that mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. You see, the three-way at Keyblade Mania, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. I, I got a 66 and two thirds chance of winning because Demix know he can't beat me and he's not even going to try. So Zemnis, huh. you take your 33 and one third chance minus my 25% chance and you got an eight and one third chance of winning at Key Plimania. But then you take my 75% chance of winning and it goes one on one. And then you add the 66 and two thirds percent chance. I got a 141 and two thirds chance of winning at Keyblade Mania. See Zemnis? <laughs> The numbers don't lie. I'm a genius. They smell disaster for you and Keyblade Mania. Huh. That was incredible. What was that again? <laughs> That's Scott Steiner having a complete verbal breakdown. The guy loves to do insane <laughs> stuff, but you can see everyone around him break down laughing. I don't know how deliberate it is. He's kind of a crazed burnout of a person, but <laughs> I just imagine Vexen is like, I'm a genetic, I'm a genetic freak, kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. As okay. I, I take no credit. That one is utterly infamous, but it's just I am leaving that in. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so as I spoil, the next scene is Vexed and Demix. Yeah. Let's go ringside. What? Quiet, you dunce. Clamps his hand over his mouth. <laughs> but dude, why do you pick me? I cannot let the chosen catch wind of this. Understand? Oh, I see. It's because I got benched. I got benched, too. Uh, hey, hey, quiet. <laughs> and you th- for some reason, he covers Vexen's mouth, but it's because Vexen <laughs> yells. They both I will just stop here and say they both have great, crazy and confused faces going just bug eyed. Yep. Yes. <laughs> so Vexen calms down for a second after a second. OK, man, look, real talk. Backstabbing those guys would be stupid. If they find out we are yesterday's toast, I mean, what's in it for me? Forgiveness. Huh? For what? Men like us, in the pursuit of science, we sometimes make terrible mistakes. Lose sight of our mission to help people. 
And now I can help some of my research. Now I can atone. I'm not a scientist. Wait, wait, wait. Come on, dude. I'm useless. I'm chicken. We're not friends. I can't I can count the number of times you and I have hung out on one hand. Less than one hand. I didn't even know you in the old life. Fine, fine. But listen, he waves him close and whispers. Huh? No way. It's true. The whole thing was his idea. Huh? No stinking way. He wants to atone, too. But he is one of the chosen, so his hands are tied. Hence my actions on his behalf. Hence my need for you to act on my behalf should all go awry. As you said, we are far from friends. No one would ever suspect you. Hmm. So I'm not doing any fighting. Correct. And more importantly, no bench warming. Ha! Yeah, baby, sign me up. Uh. Yes, Demix time. <laughs> Honestly, it's about as ridiculous as the as the uh, promo is done doing there. But yeah, I I actually think that this is kind of actually makes it seem more like wrestling than anything else. Oh, 100 percent. It's that you don't often get the non interview behind the scene plotting, but you get a few. So mm-hmm. but I, I like the whole thing where where the only thing it takes to convince Demix to sign on to this whole thing is to say, OK, someone stronger than us is sponsoring this whole thing. And besides, you won't have to do any bench warming anymore. To be honest, the whole thing is, look, you're not doing anything else. Yep. But yes, he gets fully on board. Demix time. Christ, he wants that to be a thing because we're going to hear it again. Yes. All right. Next backstage we go to is Ansem's lab. I just love we're literally getting the the background members having their own little plot here. Oh, yeah. They're the ones actually doing things. (laughs) Yeah, they're actually pretty critical to Keyblade Mania. Oh, yeah. They're getting a lot of stuff set up for us. Yeah. I like Ienzo's just kind of talking to himself. I mean, literally, there's no one there. He's just muttering about reconstructing Rox's heart and how you need a body. Yep. And then Demix shows up with something wrapped in a sheet. <laughs> oh, body delivery. Yep. I love that he calls him sexy. He's just so like, long time no see. It's like, we're not friends. I swear he had so reacting. <laughs> And, and it's that, like Demick's like, yo, how is it being human? I went the other way. I think I, I think I got sold a bill of goods, though. <laughs> so Demix also brings in Ansem the Wise. Everyone boos. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love that he comes in. He's like, ah, literally. And so and then we have Alice and Dylan run into the scene, do loud, silent, gaping reactions. <laughs> yeah, they come into the scene, the dot, 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 everyone. <laughs> Yes. The exclamation mark. <laughs> God, I have never seen two people commit to a bit as well as Dylan and Alice have in this game. <laughs> You're right, Alice. This is actually kind of fun. <laughs> I can't quite remember my uh, my uh, Zaldin voice, but I think it was someone there. He got kind of the old night voice. Yeah, yeah. Not that we know at this point. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we haven't heard of ages. And Adsum doesn't even react to them being there. They were his apprentices, too. And oh, yeah, well, they, were, they weren't his apprentices. They were his guards. They were really <laughs> the cow's apprentices. I don't know. They they were the two people that stood outside the door and prevented people from getting in. They were not his apprentices. We have seen this in Birth by Sleep. Ienzo could be considered as an apprentice. Yeah. Yeah, it, could probably be considered an apprentice. I'm not sure why you claim, Evan. 
Oh. Well, supposedly Bragg is one, too, but... Well, Bragg's deal is confusing, and I don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Demix also reveals that Vixen gave him a replica to deliver. Yay. Just got one laying around. I mean, you have to assume that Vexen just has sort of like a whole warehouse. Shed. Of- so he's got a shed full of bodies. Yeah, shed full of bodies. Yep, we can't make that <laughs> reference yet. <laughs> Vex like, would you like to see what's in my shed? The answer is always no. <laughs> he's going to shut you in. God damn it. I, now I just can't stop thinking of Aminako episode one. Damn it. This is a bad move. <laughs> gouge. Ooh, gouge the heart and kill. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I do want to mention it's kind of funny that apparently, well, not funny. It's interesting that Yenzo notes that he was told that Anto had betrayed him and got mad, mm-hmm. which kind of tells you that he was definitely young. He was tricked even more than the others into what happened into. True, yeah. Because he seems kind of like he's pretty broken up now to see him. And he, well, he's apologizing. Ansem also feels that it's his fault, his yeah. own fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's part one. Part one ends with two guys refusing to talk. There you go. <laughs> All right. Second event for tonight. We head to the land of departure. Well, technically, it's Castle Oblivion right now. <laughs> yeah. Like Sora flat out asks, like, don't you want to rest? And Aqua's like, nope. So nope. they've come here right from the beach. Yep. Which sounds relaxing, but. No, I mean, nothing is relaxing about Castle Oblivion. Have you seen this place? <laughs> I feel like it would make architects very unhappy. Yes. As the one who originally created it, Aqua, of course, could unlock it. Oh, yeah. Donald tries to say something, but Goofy just sort of like stops him. Mostly because Aqua is kind of staring. You feel she's lost in thought. And Donald just suddenly gets very ADD twitchy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sora doesn't react at all to the side of this place, but I guess he wouldn't. Hmm, this place is weird. I have a headache now. Why? <laughs> yes. I just I just get these aches sometimes. So then I forget just, what I was talking about. Just Ooh, has a that's... sense of deja vu, but he's just he just kind of is too much of a of a himbo to really think think of it much and complain. Sometimes I forget what I'm talking about. Let's go cook with the rat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Sora. He's he's been way too messed with. Anyway, Aqua raises the master's defender and unlocks the true form of the land of departure, which is a pretty cool scene. But why does no one comment about the lucky emblems? Well, that's because if you look, if you look at them, they're on the railing, but they're all upside down. They're hmm. unlucky anthems. They're anti emblems. <laughs> anti Aqua was collecting them to use against Mickey. Oh, no. <laughs> With enough, I can put the mouse away, no matter what what money is behind him. Oh, no. <laughs> but this is an internal task to have enough. Oh, no. It would be. Oh, Darkness so, is, is just messy with anti- Yeah, so it, it also dispels yeah. the gloom around it as the castle reforms. I gotta say, yeah. the castle land of departure is kind of unnervingly precarious. Yes, yeah. it is. Like it's got these two ramparts sticking way out with nothing supporting them and at like a curved angle. Like it literally makes it like a hemicircle. It's Disney architecture. I can do that. Yeah, but imagine if you're just like standing on that side and you're looking up the hill. It's Disney architecture, Jared. It can do that. So this is actually Spaceship Earth? Maybe. <laughs> God, why isn't there an Epcot world? Epcot is cool. <laughs> 
There should be. Figment would be a cool side character. Yeah, but which version? The new Figment's a much less enjoyable character. That's unfortunate. Yeah, and he's sharing Bill with Eric Idle overacting. Little bit of a sidebar. You know the probably the real reason they can't do an Epcot land? Why? Most of those, most of the, especially Future World, most of those are corporate sponsorships. Hmm. Interesting. Like, yeah, that's like, it's like, Sim, I think it's Siemens uh, Spaceship Earth. That's kind of why Epcot's actually completely devastated. They started losing their licenses. The company stopped giving money. And so everything fell into disrepair. That's kind of why Future Land's been under huge renovation recently because it fall into a ghost town. Interesting. Hmm. I didn't know that. I haven't yeah. been to Disney World since 2010. So even even yeah. then, you might not have been familiar, but like the body pavilion was dead already. Horizons was dead. Universal Energy was on life support even back then. Yeah, wow. I saw that a bunch of those places were closed. I didn't know if that was a permanent thing. It generally is. Like they run out of money. They get closed. They get rebuilt. Like Land of Imagination is actually back now, but it's using about a third of the track the ride used to because it's such a smaller exhibition now. Oh, man. Mm. Yeah, it, it's an, honestly what's happened to Epcot is kind of insane. And then someone stole one of the animatronics and no one knows how. Wow. I hear story like the big animatronic for Cranium Command just vanished one day inside the abandoned pavilion. Huh? And it looked like it had been, wow. from the hydraulic fluid, it had been sawed out. <laughs> that makes me incredibly depressed. Epcot was my favorite park. Yeah, like I said it's starting to revitalize. You're starting to see the new stuff come together. It's a lot more. Disney character themed, but at least it's starting to get some life back. And it's, it's and does it still have does it still have the mood of an eternal world fair? Because that's all it needs to be Epcot. Honestly, I said I would say the world show, the world pavilion, it does a much better job of that because that's a lot more healthy than Futureland. Mm-hmm. So you get you get the uh, different nations, you get the uh, uh, you get the different pavilions with their with their rides and their shows and their food. Yeah. So it's a lot healthier. And I think that's the stronger part of Epcot. Though you really are starting to see the future and revitalization project go together. I have no idea Excellent. what they call it. Excellent. Anyway, when we go into the Great Hall, we get a scene where John is going to talk to himself for a lot. Oh, yeah. boy. Starts with sleeping then. Yep. Aqua tries to wake him up. And she's like, did oh. your heart, did your heart never come home? <laughs> that was a neat frick. As DG turned around, Vanita strolls in. No wonder no one could find him. Vanitas! Aqua rushes forward. Why are you here? Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt your touching reunion. Surely you won't begrudge me a moment with my brother. Sora and friends summon her weapons and rush him, but he just vanishes and flash-ups behind them. What? And he pops on top of Venice's chair. (laughs) So Venti Wenti wants to keep sleeping. What am I ever going to do with you? Shut up. She leaps in with her keyblade and is met by his keyblade in the clash. You better settle down there, master. Aqua, I'll handle him. No, I'm ending this. But you haven't recovered yet. Sorry, but you've seen me too weak too often. Now it's my turn to shine. So I want to say first is she summons a hexagon barrier over the fights, like a whole dome. Yeah, she summons a boss barrier. Yeah. She summoned Spaceship Earth. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like Aqua's got some things to work out and she's going to use Vanitas' face for that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Time for a cage match. Aqua versus Vanitas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, it's the first one who gets through the door and gets Aventus, wins this match. Yep. Uh, Aventus, so the- it's Aventus in a chair cage match. 
Yeah, unfortunately, this fight is relatively tough because Vanitas is a dick. Yeah, critical mode in particular is really tricky. Fortunately, his blink spam is toned down from Birth by Sleep, so yay. I noted, like, he, he still uses it, but he doesn't just... He uses it with more flashy particle effects and with a slightly longer animation windup. He doesn't just disappear mid-combo and drop on your head. You get yeah. more time to react. Though, if you're getting absorbed in a combo, you still might get hits. I feel it's less sadistic. Yeah. Honestly, I'm mildly amused here when Vanitas is done with the plot. He's more interesting than his normal darkness rambles. True. Mm. He's still uh, kind I, of, he's still kind of a, just a dumb thug, but yeah, <laughs> of course he does the very generic villain thing of ha ha ha. You led me to the MacGuffin that I've been looking for this whole time. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people have been looking for Ventus. Oh yeah. And ever since he's been back. Yeah. Um, so also, I just want to comment, the song for this fight is the Kingdom Hearts 3 version of Enter the Darkness, and it's friggin' lit. It's like one of the best versions of Vanitas' theme you could find. Interestingly, it's uh, it's not Yoko Shimomura, it's um, Ishimoto, I don't know his full name. Apparently, he does some of the extra music. He's known yeah. people, like, they compare this one to his work in Dissidia and Type-Zero. Yeah, he's an arranger. Like I said, basically, the fight wears on, and then Vanitas decides he's going to cheat. First, he distracts the ref. Yep. By blasting a crack into the into the cage. Aqua tries to prevent it and gets blasted. Yeah, because he, he, he sends another blast there like to break through. It looks like a triple Faraga or a dark Faraga, to be honest. With. Yeah, one of those. He makes he makes he really just makes her take the shot. For him. Yep. Yep. And then Sora feels something in his heart. Well, Vanillas is about to remove Aquas. Yep. We head down to his station of awakening. I have to wake up. Yes. Tell me what to do. The power of waking. I can't. I still don't have it yet. You never lost it. It sleeps until someone needs it. Call to it. I am calling with all of my heart. I want to describe the blocking here. It's very interesting. Like we see Ventus like still with his eyes closed without moving and speaking. But Sora isn't visible. Up till now, he's like, it seems like his station of awakening is what's talking, like his face on it. But now, as he calls, he appears with a shaft of light upon it. Mm-hmm. He, a keyhole appears on the floor, and Sora unlocks it. Light flies away into like a thousand of white birds, and Francis's platform is revealed below Sora's. Thank you for always keeping me safe, Sora. Sora fires a beam of light into Ventus's station, and we see Ventus's eyes open. Yeah, Ventus from a fly, from a flash of light and a flying leap smashes through the crack in the into the barrier right into Vanitas. Aqua. He drives Vanitas back with her blade clash, and the light in darkness shatters the the barrier completely. As, as Sora, Donald, Goofy rush forward, Vanitas jumps away. Three Guardians is more than I care to face, but now that my brother is awake, I'm just certain that he'll come to visit. And so, of course, he scapers. Yep. Ventus notices just how much Sora looks like Vanitas and ends up calling Sora his second chance. It's really funny. It's like, wait, you're Sora? And then he has a flash of Vanitas' face. (laughs) Yeah. And and then he just goes, thinks for a second. It's like, okay. Yep, that makes sense. I think I understand. Sure, why not? With a class. (laughs) For a second, you wonder if he's going to be freaked out, but he just seems to go, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So we return to Yensid's tower and the camera pans all over the Guardians of Light. The scene is very long. 
Mostly just a bunch of characters meeting other characters and realizing they already know each other. And then you have a college humor. They do a uh, we don't know what we're going to say on a teleprompter news show to not laugh. And one was like, we actually met before. And they had the ad limits. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it's something that I've noticed a lot in JRPGs in general. Like, ever since the uh, No Cat Season 2 about Final Fantasy IV really pointed it out, I always notice when characters spend a lot of time in JRPGs introducing themselves to each other. Whenever I think of this, I think of the end of the three scenarios in FF6. It yeah. makes a certain sense because a lot we gathered several new friends, but and, and they are catching up on events. But yeah. still. I was laughing because we were playing trails earlier and it's not even really in, introducing themselves, but introducing their own secrets because we've been going around <laughs> with one character su- suddenly revealing the secret that he's been hiding for the entire time we knew him and is in an entirely different outfit. And suddenly everybody's like, wait, what? That's enough well, of that. Now we, have to, we have to go gather all the friendship fragments. Come on. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So there, there is the scene is a little long winded, but there is some pretty funny moments that we still want to act because it's great fun. It's, it's mostly just Jensen just say everyone did a great job. And because you did a great job, I'm in charge. I did a great job. Yes. <laughs> but, Goof, but Goofy starts talking to Aqua about Riku because she remembers them. Well, did you know that Riku's a true Keyblade master now? That's wonderful. The king, too. Good for you. Aww. Sora needs work. Yeah, rub it in. Oh. <laughs> I'm happy to see you haven't changed one bit. Huh? Sora, you probably don't remember. Uh. Uh. It's okay. <laughs> Look, between Castle Oblivion, storing all the extra hearts with me, and all that rat yanking in my head, I'm lucky I remember your name. <laughs> like, right now, you just gave it to him. I'm lucky I remember it. Remy's shaking the extra last thoughts out of his head. It's okay, Sora. I don't remember your name either. Most Makoto Shinkai movies mo- leave me. But yes, basically everyone in this room has met each other before, except for Yen Sid, basically. I'm very sad that my joke just went. Just I, I actually <laughs> missed it. I, I said, don't worry, Sora, I forget your name, too. Most Makoto Shinkai movies just don't stick with me. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> actually, your name is probably the only one that I actually remember even a tiny bit because it keeps showing up in AMVs. Mm. Uh, Suzume's out right now if you wanted to try a new one. So people are saying it's beautiful, but kind of weird for what it is. I mean, one, I don't necessarily want to see a girl fall in love with a chair. But on the other hand, um, you already have a couple times. We can't make that reference yet. <laughs> um, but on the other hand, I've all, I'm also kind of like mildly intrigued by the fact that it was originally supposed to be Makoto Shinkai's first lesbian uh, romance, and apparently it got uh, nixed by his producers. It's oh. he kind of talks in a way. It's not. It's unclear if they took a hard stance or they talked him into being too worried about the reception. Either way, it's sad, but it's unclear yeah. like if they were hostile or if they were just like too cautiously worried. Neither's good. But it does make me wonder which it is. Anyway, your name did not make me cry that much. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, I can't handle secondhand embarrassment. So body swap stories, I just avoid from the start. I wouldn't get through the first act, probably. The first act's kind of funny. But (laughs) yeah, but I said I can't handle secondhand embarrassment. It's fine. Uh, Okay. so I'd say after all this goes through, Axel finally snaps. Yep. (laughs) Axel just goes full fourth wall breaking lunatic. 
This is all very touching, guys. But where do I fit in? Ven looks just like Roxas. Or is it Roxas that looks like Ven? And now I have to explain all of that to him, which in itself is a crazy story. And apparently everybody already knows everyone. And this is a sane amount to get memorized. Sorry, Lee. You remember me? Yeah, of course. We're friends. I can't believe you became a Keyblade wielder just like me. Yeah. Axel, you know Ven? Axel? Who's Axel? See, see, see? Major brain ache. Hiya, folks. And Jimmy pops out. <laughs> now who? <laughs> Not to worry, folks. To help us out, I've given each of us a gummy phone. They got summaries of everything that's happened so far. That way, you can read up. If you'd like, if anyone has any questions, we can call each other. That's our Jiminy. He's always prepared. But don't go over uh, my data plan limit or I'll cut you. <laughs> God, I love, that's, uh, I love this scene, this little bit so much. It's so cute. I just love love that at this point, the lore is so confusing that Jiminy's just like, OK, look, I've given you all of all of a, a lore primer and access to a wiki on your phone. Just go Eddie. read all of it and you'll you'll probably understand what's going on. Or you probably should have just been playing Kingdom Hearts from start to finish yeah. like everyone else. He almost he almost takes a moment to look at the odds and say, let me Google that for you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but like, I, I also just sort of like love that Axel apparently does not know Jiminy. <laughs> well, yeah, Siri, Jiminy never pops out in, in two, really, other than at the start. But, OK, Chain of Memories, though. Jiminy is out all the fucking time in Chain of Memories. And that's yeah, where Axel, does Axel remember. Good point. <laughs> He doesn't talk about it much. We know that everybody's memories of Sora and having to do with Sora also got messed up by Namine. So, yeah, at this point, (laughs) at this point, as much as you make fun of Jiminy, if his journals actually worked, he'd be invaluable. Yep. Yep. No DF. It's a pretty amusingly ridiculous scene. Like Aqua's like, hey, Kyrie, I remember you. Kyrie's like, I don't remember anything either. Me and Sora get along so well, don't we? With all that, we're ready for the, for the final path on the road to Keyblade Mania. We're in the last weeks. Everyone's got to get their stories ready for the main matches. Yep. So we start out with Aqua and Ven looking at the stars, talking about old times. Nothing new there. Simple. They're talking about how they'd like to see it with Terra and they're worried about him. Yeah, it's what you'd expect. Nothing particularly yeah. exciting. But although I do want to stop and say Ventus apparently was seeing Sora's dreams. He talks about the dream eaters. <laughs> he oh, says yeah. that he dreamed of Terra and Aqua, of Sora's friends, and these weird animal creatures. Oh boy! <laughs> and then I played Water Barrel a lot. No, what else don't I do, that? do I was asleep. We gotta wrap up the characters that, that didn't make it to the main card, and I'm going to be in the kickoff show. So, mm-hmm. we got Maleficent and Pete wandering through Twilight Town. I've had it with this stupid treasure hunt. Every box we found has been nothing but a bust. I agree. Our search ends today. What now? You cannot find the unfindable. The box does not exist. I knew they were taking us for a ride. Silence, imbecile. I mean, the box does not exist now. Is that some kind of riddle? Is where are we supposed to be looking? Light and darkness are fated to clash. A keyblade war is upon us. We need only wait for that destined moment. No matter the victors, the box will be revealed. That's it. But when's my big moment? You will have it soon enough. 
Once I possess the box, our real work can begin. If you want to be in the big events, you got to reach for that brass ring, Pete. <laughs> I'll repeat it in red. The box does not exist. No, we can't make that <laughs> yet. <laughs> now, here's the she thing. Is she is a witch, though. Does exist. I, that's, that's the, that is just, it does <laughs> exist, too. <laughs> I just, like, the moment I said that in that voice, and I knew I was also going to be using it as my voice for Beatrice, I'm like, God, I have to make that joke. <laughs> so that's oh, just wow. great. They're saying, like, look, we're out. There's yeah. too much to keep up with. Too many too many characters. We're out. Uh, well, <laughs> not the, it's not that. They're like, we're going to be behind the scenes at Keyblade Mania, waiting for the actual prize, and we're going to steal it. If only we had the money in the bank. They're waiting for for the whole the whole thing to end and everybody to knock themselves out so Pete can jump into the ring at the end and uh, slug someone and, and then stand over uh, the pile of corpses, basically. Pete, Pete's got the briefcase. Is the briefcase <laughs> the box? Well, <laughs> basically, that's that's the money. in the It's money in the bank. The special ladder matches. The briefcase is a is basically a right to to demand a match at any time with a champion. And using it on someone who just finished a match is a traditional heel move. So, so, it, so is that what the box is? <laughs> <laughs> it's the contract. <laughs> All right, it's the brass ring. <laughs> anyway, then we get a kind of unexpected uh, scene here. Yeah, Lee's up on the tower with three ice cream, so he's not sure why. Because <laughs> he's alone. Yeah, yeah. but so much was up. Shouldn't you say goodbye? To your real home? Sykes pops in. Why? I'm not here to fight. Relax. Swipes the ice cream. Hey! You can't eat all this. Why did you buy three of them? One for Roxas? And two for good luck? I don't know. Because I just felt like it, okay? Why are you here? Got it memorized? Back when we were still friends, we used to sneak into the castle. Yeah. And we made a friend there, a girl. We apprenticed to Ansem the Wise to rescue her. Yeah, and we failed. One day she was just gone. You gave up. I did not give up. One day we're apprentices, the next Ansem the Wise is up and vanished. The day after we're nobodies, day after that we're doing icky jobs for Zemnis. I couldn't keep up with you. Following Zayahort's nobody was the only way to discover what happened to her. She was his lab rat. So, you found her? I helped you rise up in the ranks, so I hope it paid off. I'm afraid not. Daria Trace. I started to wonder if we'd imagined her. Maybe she never existed. And then, in time, I awakened to a new purpose. I realized I could be stronger. Well, then you blew it. Wise up already and just quit. Face it. Roxas is just like our other friend. Gone forever. You need to accept that. You wish. I'm getting her back. All of them. Especially Roxas. I'm even dragging you home. The marks under your eyes. They're gone. Yeah, don't need them. Always told you they stop you from crying. The upside down tears. When you get lost, I'll clobber you tomorrow. I expect no less. <laughs> That's just classic wrestling trash talk. So are they talking about Shion or are they talking to someone else about someone else? They are Definitely talking about not someone Shion. else. Def well, okay, so the friend that they're talking about is Shion. However, the girl that they were um that they apparently were trying to save, 
has not been mentioned in the story yet. This is the first time we've heard about them. I don't think at any point they mentioned Xi'an. Like the other yeah. friend was the one they didn't know about. So, right. Well, no, I think the the reason he got three ice creams is because of yeah, that's why, yeah. that's Roxas and yes. Xi'an. Yeah, that's why he got three ice creams. Yes, I'm just saying like the girl that they were trying to save is not yeah. that. Yeah, it's actually what we saw them preparing in Birth by Sleep as when they were younger. I will say later scenes imply that Syx is poking at him about those ice creams, trying to see if he can unearth anything. The mm-hmm. Sykes knows a bit of what's going on. Yeah, I it honestly seems to me that most of Sykes's deal right now, because of this scene, I think Sykes working with the organization is pure kayfabe. He's still he's still got a complicated relationship with Axel. But but they're here cutting promos on each other. I'll clobber you yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, like that that line. I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is a wrestling promo. <laughs> mm. They they threw together something there. So it's just like and they gave us a little story hook. I mean, I couldn't even think of a good promo there. I don't have those top of my head. It's just the really bad joke ones, but mm-hmm. it's fine. So uh, then we go to Destiny Islands where Riku is. And now we get Jared talking to himself for a scene. This should be interesting. My voice is already pretty muddy. How long had you know that I was with you? Riku looks over at the voice, his initial surprise turning to warm comfort. You did save me. Next to him on the beach is the Riku replica. I think you came along for a reason. I didn't make much of myself as a replica. I was a failure. And after you and Sora moved on, my body fell to ruin and the darkness took my broken mind. I was all ready to give up and let it happen. And then you showed up. (laughs) You took that as a sign? Maybe. I'd rather face my end with you than in darkness. That's what you want. Yeah, but I'm not done yet. Got one last thing to see through. Take the time you need. I'm kind of curious what a replicu's last one last thing that he wants to do is. Well, we got a couple guesses. I mean, he is as concerned for Dominate as anyone, and she's in a bad place. Mm, True. Yep. Yeah. It's just like that Riku's talking with this young version of himself who's still dressing in his in his goth face. Yep. Yep. I imagine Riku has to look away every few times like, oh, God, in heaven. <laughs> Please don't let him talk about uh, about smells. No, no, I always want to talk about smell. He never did. Shit. <laughs> oh, no. I love that. that just to mention, Sora and Kyrie are watching Riku talk to himself on the beach. Yep. Mm. Then Kyrie gives Sora a papu fruit just to sort of move this little relationship along because we haven't had much chance to do anything with it. Be honest, she's basically saying, I'm pretty sure we're going to get separated again. Let's just go ahead and work with superstitions. That works. I just like to like, well, Riku needs time to himself. Let's let's not poke the bear. He's on the classic brooding island, isn't he? No, he's actually just hanging on, out on the beach. He's on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. They're on the brooding island watching him. Yeah, that's <laughs> where the papu for tree is. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We've expanded so much. Now we can watch brooding from the islands. Amazing. <laughs> So that's the uh, lap of characters is completed. Yep. It's time to fly to the Keyblade Graveyard. We have one new gummy ship region, the Eclipse. We're, oh, shit. We're about to go through Berserk. <laughs> I have not read that. You don't. The Eclipse is the most horrifying event in all of history. Almost literally. <laughs> I mean, this is just a space station. That you have to. Fly Good. Out of. Let's let's stick with that. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's a bit of a maze. It's not that hard to navigate because you basically just pick a path and you'll end up at the Colossus Pyramid at the end. 
Yeah, there's only two paths through the big mothership. You start you start in the middle of it for some reason. I'm not sure why. And yeah, I get yeah, I got turned around more than once. Oh, it's it's awful to try and complete. I'll tell you that much. I wasn't. I was just trying to get through it quick. I was kind of feeling on the clock at this point. I wanted to get very quickly going through cleanly. Yep. Uh, anyway, the Colossus Pyramid Space Heartless battle is the last thing in our way. Once we defeat it, we see what is obviously the Keyblade Graveyard, but the game is not calling it that yet. I like the implication that there's some sort of giant heartless battle station that was constructed around it or something like that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, if you go around and actually do the rest of the Eclipse, um, there are a bunch of different uh, things like where you come out that also have their own super boss heartless things just sitting around. And it's yeah, it's kind of neat. You actually do a thing where you go around to each of the corners of the space station and there's a different boss and then you it activates at the top and there you fight the the basically the core of the space station itself as a super boss. Interesting. Yep, that's what you need to do for completion. Is that how you get one of the Oracle pluses? I forget. I think so. I know one of them has to do with gummy ship stuff. It's not the hardest boss on the gummy ship fight. That would be what is that thing called? Uh, the uh, something Geist. Actually, it's the um, the Schwartz Geist. Schwartz Geist, yeah, White Ghost. Dark Geist. Yep. Dar- no, isn't that the uh, the um, Dark Ghost? Yeah, it's uh, okay. Black Ghost. Schwartz is black. Vice is white. Ah, uh, yes, yes. That thing is a super boss. It looks like a weapon. It is kind of a weapon. It actually, kind of looks like emerald weapon in a different coloration. Oh, mm-hmm. so apparently it's from Einhander. Yeah, and if you get the Einhander, it's probably the best thing to fight it with. Schwarzgeist is is uh, pretty tough, but once you get it, you get the Golden High Wind and its teeny ships, which are by far the best uh, gummy ships you can have. Golden High Wind is fucking busted. <laughs> anyway, that's oh, yeah. all we're going to say about the gummy ship for this segment. I want to I don't want to really go into yeah. anything about it in the completion episode because there's a lot yeah. more interesting things in completion this time. So, yeah, we landed the Keyblade Graveyard and we're immediately were immediately greeted by Xehanort, 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 and Vanitas. Combo breaker. <laughs> Legend has it, the darkness once covered the world. We know so little about the Keyblade War, only that it was just the beginning. If ruin brings about creation, what then would another Keyblade War bring? When the darkness falls, will we be found worthy of the precious light of the legend speaks? Or will all of creation instead be returned to the shadows? Today, we will recreate the legend and see. But first, your light shines far too brightly. It must be extinguished in order for the truth to be seen. Only when your hopes have been broken by battle upon battle can the key be claimed to kingdom hearts. And break you is what we shall do. It has been etched. All five of them start summoning darkness. Heartless start raining, as do nobodies and unverse just falling from the sky. Look how many there are! Everyone gets ready to fight. Okay, gang, get ready! I do notice that young Xehanort uses the exact same phrasing that, strange phrasing that Maleficent used when she said she knew that the box existed. It has been etched. Well, young Xehanort's theme is everything's always going to happen because, look, there's old me right there. Yep. Christ, I get bald. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's time for a reprise of the Battle of the Thousand Heartless from Kingdom Hearts 2. But this time, there's a lot more monsters showing up. Yeah, they call this a Battle of 10,000 Heartless or 10,000 Baddies. I'm not sure how official that is, though. Uh, it is, yeah, one big, huge brawl. It's actually quite a lot of fun, I, I think. I feel like it feels less janky than the Battle of a Thousand Heartless did because there's not like a mass of not actually their character models off that you can very clearly see now in the HD remix of it. Yeah, you can kind of see that there's like anything that's more than a certain distance from you immediately drops its uh, frame rate of... Um of animation so like lots of shadows are kind of weirdly uh two framing across the the uh, field but like if you blast your magic it goes pretty much all the way as far as you can see into the vet into the canyon mm-hmm. yeah but you got like those big frog turtle uh unverse showing up all sorts of things coming into fights and at the end of it the the mountain coaster which we if you recall we used to fight the rock titan back in olympus uh, finally makes its grand return and we have to use it to just destroy the rest of the heartless. It's, it's like it's pretty fun. We're strafing run. We're watching bodies go flying. <laughs> yeah. Like just launching fireworks off and destroying things like I do think this is the only good attraction and I'm very sad that it only shows up in these parts. Yeah. I would argue I don't know how many times you could use it effectively. It's such a controlled one with its like True. massive mm-hmm. black track. I mean, this one, like. They really do this big moment where you crest a huge hill and come down and just start firing point blank into the uh, into the mob. Yep. And that's, like, right. that's kind of the finale of it. Defeating them all and gets us glide. A little bit late for that. It's more useful in this game than uh, it was in well, you, Drop Distance. I've noticed you really don't lose altitude with glide. And even when you're at the ground, you can just keep gliding. So I actually found it fast zip around. Yes. Oh, it's it's the quickest way to get around in this game. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to just glide along the ground. Yeah. So it feels like Sora's like, I feel I'm getting kind of motion sick looking this close. So we go through a canyon and on the other side, we find. Tara. Ben. Ben runs up to Tara and grabs his wrist. Tara, we found you. Aqua catches up. Tara, please say you're in there. Tara only only shifts his eyes slightly, and Aqua backs up, pulling Ven away. What gives, Aqua? I know that you're not him. Now let our friend go! As he smiles, closes his eyes, his hair turns to white, and his eyes reopen yellow. We once again are facing Tara Xehanort. He is their 13th! Today is the day you all lose. What? Before you even face the 13, every last one of you will be torn heart from body. But fear not, the Keyblade will still be forged. We're not going to lose to you. In a flash step, he charges forward, smashes Ven full on in the chest, sending him flying back into a rock, unmoving. Ben, that's it. Sora summons Keyblade and attacks, but it's held back by what looks like a gravity spell in, in Terranort's hand. He can't move the blade at all. And he, then he knocks Sora back with the winding of his hands. Axel blocks Kyrie as he turns towards him, and Xehanort smacks him across the field, too. Axel! Sora rushes to protect Kyrie. No, Sora! As Xehanort swings down, Goofy gets in the way, taking the shot with his shield, but knocks them both back. 
Donald focuses in front of both of them and a massive magic circle appears at his feet. Donald, don't! Zeta Flare! <laughs> and the ultimate show of magic, a huge laser blasts Terra Zaynor into the sky. His body appears to evaporate and the, as the shop travels into, this, into the air, parting the clouds slightly. Let's take a quick break real back here. I want to talk about Zeta Flare. Looks like I'm gonna have to Zeta Flare. I have in my notes. Considering this is a spell normally reserved for world-destroying cosmic entities, that should firmly set to rest the power level of Kingdom Hearts on the whole. I don't normally want to do power scaling thing, but like, let's be clear here. What is that? Okay, what does Zeta mean? Zeta is the one after Exa, I believe. Mega, Giga, Terra, Penta, Exa, Zeta. I believe it's that level. I that yeah. might be missing one. I have to look it up. In Final Fantasy VII, the ultimate Bahamut could only use Terra Flare. I believe that's the FF14 uses ter- like Bahamut uses Terra Flare as his calamity. Yeah, the ultimate coil of Bahamut introduces Exa Flare as the as a next level up. Is it an, is it like an enrage wipe? Uh, no, it is actually a mechanic that you have to dodge. Yeah, is that, is the Exa Flare uh, mechanic generally now refers to anything that moves horizontally or vertically, kind of in steps along the along a battlefield that will basically do area denial that you have to dodge through. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear, though. In Final Fantasy XIV, Exa Flare is the minstrel making shit up. <laughs> he loves to make shit up. He just yes. goes, he goes wild with it. He makes so, up whole scenarios. He rewrote the Dragon Song War for a fanfic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, so let's be clear. There has been only one other use of Zeta Flare in all of the greater Square Enix Canyon, and that is Eri, the villain of Bravely Default, who has a ca- cosmic power being that destroys entire worlds. Wait, my understanding is Eri is like the the being, the servant of a great world-consuming monster. Yep, that is exactly correct. Yeah, Eri, to, for, for comic nerds out there, Eri's the Silver Surfer, the herald of Galactus, the world eater. She wields mm-hmm. the power cosmic or some equivalent of it. Yeah. So, Donald Duck can cast this spell. And Goofy knows that if he can cast it, it will be bad. <laughs> no, last time you completely ruined that. <laughs> well, like, basically we see that Donald is pulling a Tello with Medio from Final Fantasy IV. Yeah, yeah. It, it certainly seems it, but he like dies. It. Well, he collapses and we don't see him move again this scene, though there's not much we get to see. And it is unique for the magic in Kingdom Hearts. Like, he forms a full like rotating magic array under him. And he, and while it is fast compared to say a FF 14 spell timer, he certainly is taking time to cast it. Yep. Uh, I will say like, yeah, they're not on the same level as a actual like cosmic destroyer, like Aerie, but it's like the equivalent of using of Lena inverse, using a giga slave. If anyone out there is an old anime fan like me, <laughs> magic Donald, magic Donald tripping in the, in the, in the slapstick moment, that laser just cuts through the planets. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. So this is more of our uh, ducks are from Final Fantasy. Oh, this is this is is the penultimate reason for that. Yeah. But you just got to just got to say here with what we got here. Just got to one thing. This is this is the reason why way back in episode one, I was just like, wait, ducks are from Final Fantasy. This is why this was in my mind this whole time. I have something else to offer. Go for it. Donald! Donald was a man! Maybe he was a... Oh, no. A duck man. Maybe he was just a duck. But he was still Donald! (laughs) Donald! 
That the flaring the Zehanorts. That the flaring the heartless. That the flaring the org members in their black blue gas cloaks. <laughs> black blue gas cloaks. And the devil oh. comes in the night. I don't pretend Thank to you. sing that well, but I'm happy to do it. Uh, if you need me to re-record it, if it's too far off, we'll just ask me. Yeah. Okay. I, I I was I was deeply entertained by that whole thing. I was deeply entertained. <laughs> it's just like I it's like it's just taking the straw man thing just keeps leaving the worst jokes in my head. Yes. Well, we've all got Homestar Runner in our heads because we were all internet dwellers at that time. And I wasn't an internet, internet dweller yet. Actually, I it was first, my sister who got me into Homestar Runner. <laughs> I first saw his stuff. Because the one year I lived in a dorm for college, I never did again. Several people were watching it, I think. So I definitely saw several of them there. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, to date myself, that's 2002. Old internet jokes are basically like half Homestar Runner by volume. Interesting fact. That's also the first place I saw Naruto. When it first started <laughs> airing at the time. Excellent. <laughs> but, okay, one more, one more question, though. Oh, go for it. When has Donald ever gotten to a point they needed to use this that Goofy knew what was about to happen? Maybe ah, he, good question. Just, he just uh, knew that Donald was going through the process of learning to do the spell just in case. Yeah. Goofy, I got you. This is the ultimate destructive magic. And if I don't use it, I'll regret it for the rest of my life. <laughs> Wait. Harsh, Donald. That's going to destroy your very soul. It, so does that mean Donald is fucking Megumin now? Well, I mean, here's the okay. Let's get well, let's, he used let's it once clear. and he goes limp. Let's be clear here. Megamine is already a reference to Lena Inverse anyway. So <laughs> I mean, he, what the name Donald is. used the name it is. once and at best he passed out, but Yes. Yes. Donald is a bit closer to Megamine than he is to Lena Inverse. <laughs> but yeah, so we're in the app we're in the aftermath. Xehanort is gone. They've been devastated. Ventus is on the ground. Axel's unconscious, and like I said, Sora's just standing in shock. Then, this can't be real. A dark pool opens the ground in front of them, and a full demon tide erupts from within. Sora stands frozen still as it swirls in front of him. Riku pulls Sora by the shoulder. Pull it together, Sora. We haven't lost them. They still have their hearts, but we have to protect them. Right. Aqua comes to join the two of them as the mask gets more violent and aggressive. We stand together. Mickey, Kyrie, Goofy, watch the others. No, we should all get to safety while we still can. It's too late for that. More demon tides arrive and merge with the initial swarm. It turns into a gigantic tornado of heartless a, a apparently solid mass of blackness with swirling dust around it's as, as big as the sky aqua freezes as if something she sees terrifies her it can't be no she, she lowers the keyblade in shock and the tide overcomes her and she vanishes aqua ventus Kyrie, and axel are all taken away by this swarming heartless uh, winds Goofy and Mickey are pulled away, too. Sora reaches out to Kyrie as she's dragged and their hands just barely miss and she's pulled into the raging cyclone. Sora drops his blade, falling to his knees, screaming. Ah! Sora! Gone! Kyrie, Donald, Goofy the King, gone forever! 
What do we do? Uh, Without them, I... All my strength came from them. They gave me all of it. Alone, I'm worthless. We've lost. It's over. Riku stands up slowly. Sora, you don't believe that. I know you don't. Riku walks forward as the tide shoots an off a stream directly at them. He plants his foot and blocks it with his blade. The heart was scattering in front of him, but still the bleak pushes forward. You can see darkness overtaking his arms. Then Riku is gone and the heartless swarm over Sora. And darkness of takes over everything. And so, as foretold, darkness prevailed and light expired. Checkmate. And so darkness prevails and light expires. You need a new strategy. We're now looking at the original game that they were playing in the introductory movie with the boy in white and, bl- and black playing the strange chess-like game. My move, isn't it? Huh? The boy in black is scanning the board and the boy in white lifts his final piece and then places it on the far edge of the board. It's not over. Come on, that's not fair. I know I had you. Yes, you nearly did. But a game's no fun if you know where it's going. There's more to light than meets the eye. I told you. Uh, Behind the single white piece carrying a crown token, seven more white pieces appear on the board behind the original piece, and the boy in white smiles. Some light comes from the past. So yeah, oh, I just want to know what would you call that? Like you call it like a, like a heart NATO? Oh yeah, um, something like that. Because multiple demon tides come together, and it just becomes this this huge mass. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's a good place to leave it for this week. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Like I mean, one this episode's kind of long right now. Uh, yeah. Next week's gonna be longer. <laughs> a little afraid of that. I love this particular All It's Lost moment for one very good reason. We're bringing back the chess metaphor. (laughs) I just love we see them completely. They basically immediately get toasted. It's kind of. Oh, yeah. 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 Like it's it's really uh, incredible to just see Xanor's just like, here's my very first guy. Can you beat him? No. Okay, we're done here. Yeah, yep. I'll take your hearts. I'll see if I can make a sword out of them directly. If now go bother princesses again. What the fuck do I care? Though I will say that Terranord is probably the str- strongest physical fighter on their side by a lot. I would disagree with that sentiment, but. Well, I feel that he has all of Master Xehanort's knowledge and magic. And Terra's got a really powerful physical body. He's kind of got the whole Olydibus in uh, a Xenos body thing going here. Counterpoint, mm-hmm. Syx. <laughs> Well, Syx that's is just, a bastard, too. Syx is a berserker. Yeah, well, that's inconvenient. Berserkers <laughs> aren't exactly good strategists. And if you're in the wrong spot, your friend might smash you on the head with his big axe thing. We're not talking about strategy. We're talking about strength. <laughs> mm. Well, I was just more talking about, like, overall physical fighter. Like, yeah. like Syx might be stronger, like, just, like, in terms of raw strength. But I have the feeling that you know, in terms of technique and strength fused to do an, a full fighting style, Terra Xehanort is probably the strongest they got. And I mean, arguably in, in, in Birth by Sleep, he stood toe to toe against the lingering will itself. 
All I all I can say is this. I've done the data battles. Syx is stronger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just I said I just feel like but he just walks in and he crushes them like oh yeah he knocks Ventus I would think he literally knocks his Ventus soul out of his body in one hit yep Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not a great bit (laughs) for their for heroes we'll have to see what happens next time as we continue with the finale of Kingdom Hearts three and the main event of Keyblade Mania so until next time I'm John I'm Jared and I'm Matt and remember. A good story is best enjoyed with friends. Thank you for listening to Backlog Dialogues. If you're enjoying our deep dives and discussions, be sure to leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice. If you're really enjoying our deep dives and discussions, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash backlogdialogues. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find our archives at backlogdialogues.com. Special thanks to Eli for our theme song. Kingdom Hearts and all associated trademarks are the property of Disney and Square Enix. Please support the official release. I finished playing the Xenoblade 3 DLC uh, today. It is very good. And I am very happy that Tetsuya Takahashi finally got to complete the story that he started with Xenogears all the way back in, what was it, 1998? That was 96. Well, I'm not sure. No, um, pretty sure Gears was 98. Oh, okay. Is, is Xenosaga supposed to be connected with Gears in any way? Now it is. Well, now it is. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this um, kind of was the crazy slam dunk of it all. Yeah, um, so Xenoblade 3... So, okay, so Xenoblade so far has just seemed like it was making homage to the previous Xeno games because that's just like how Saga did the Gears as well. Mm-hmm. And then in the fucking climax of uh, of this DLC, they showed the state of the earth shortly before the that was. All, before all the things go wrong. And like, there's this radio program that's just like stating off all these things that it's just like, oh shit, that's Xenogears. Oh shit, that's Zeno Saga. What the fuck? Oh shit, that's, <laughs> that's Blade X as well, I believe it's in there. Yeah, yeah. Like all the different like Various things in the Xeno universe are canon, and this and Xenoblade was just the story of what happened to Earth, and it's like that's amusing. I'm like, oh my god, this is so good now. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm I'm deeply fascinated by what they did for the Xenoblade series. Now I just hope that they can. Oh, and like the ending just implied a direct tie to the end of Xeno Saga Episode Three, and mm. I'm just kind of like, okay. Next thing for Nintendo to do is either buy the rights to Cosmos from Bandai Namco or just fucking buy Bandai Namco. And let the, and let yeah, how, never, much, how strong um, is Bandai as a company at this point? Pretty good. They're doing okay, aren't they? I don't I mean, they, know. Fucking, they fucking own Gundam. Yeah. Uh, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm that, kind of but that just I'll basically to... means Birdie Wing right now. And I, know, also I never even Bird. finished wow, Gundam. Wow, really is on the women's right now. <laughs> yes. I never even finished Xenosaga 1, so I'll have to oh, fig- uh, catch up either. with it, I guess. I Okay, I am fighting every urge in my body to start a Xeno series playthrough right now. You seem <laughs> panicked about the time frame. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm looking at the time frame, I'm like, okay, Zelda is in two weeks. Two weeks <laughs> after that is the Final Fantasy XIV patch. Two weeks after that is... Uh, 16, si- isn't it? No, Street Fighter Six. Two weeks after that is Final Fantasy Sixteen. Two weeks after that is Trails into Reverie. I have no time. I am booked for the rest of the fucking year. <laughs> yeah, I just need like 
I'm I'm going through all my trails with John, so I'm not yeah. uh You're not I'm as not, pressed. Yeah. But like, yeah, I'm like, I just need a year for no for like this shit to not happen. I need a like <laughs> I need a year like we had back in what like 2010, 2011, where I could be like, okay, there's no interesting games coming out. I can probably play Zeno series right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, DWX is proud to present to you, Tag Team Champions of the World! The Road Dog, Jesse James, the Badass Billy Gunn, the New Age Outlaws. You should have recognized a name in there, John. Oh, I did. Yep, Billy it's ass. the same Billy Gunn. He was part of DX in the Attitude Era in the 90s. And his ass boys. <laughs> yep, which are, <laughs> the guns are generally his sons, and right now they're against each other. The ass boys, yes. <laughs> Look, I literally yes. only know what's happening in AEW thanks to Dan Housen. And today Hello, we have and and uh, welcome to uh, or uh, sorry, I don't know the the general script for a wrestling announcement. I want to announce and welcome it's, and welcome. It's... At this point, I've said that name so many times, I'm almost saying Miku and Ricky again. <laughs> Miku and Ricky? Yeah, I oh, don't know boy. where that's going. Uh, well, Miku is a Vocaloid. Yes. Uh, and Ricky could mean Ricky Martin, so that could be an interesting collab. Okay, so this has <laughs> definitely gone weird. Yes, yes. yes it has. I feel like she kind of could. She still instinctively recognizes that Sora is definitely way more like Terra. Yeah. Riku was like, oof, I completely said the wrong name. Say it over again. Oh, Honestly, this fight is relatively tough because Ventus is a dick. Oh, yeah, it's tough. Really? Uh, I would say Vanitas is. Or, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, this is. Sorry, <laughs> I'll say that again. Thank Namine in the same intonation as thanks Obama. Oof. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> 2012 called it once its meme back. <laughs> yep. 